toured into like 2011 and then 2012 took some time off 2013 okay. and then by 2014 i was writing him in 2015 we recorded this record so okay. it's funny i keep thinking like i want to be the first person to say like i think the time has been stretched it's like i think we were being dramatic i think it was only like really you know, okay. in terms of like my musical career yeah, yeah yeah but i mean you know when you when you sort of look back at the album release dates and it's you know a year yeah, or two between each of them exactly so from like the outsider perspective yeah, yeah it's like 2010 2017 so yeah. you don't feel like you had much of the way of time off in the meantime um yeah there there was a bit of a time there yeah. was a bit of time yeah. off. yeah i just want to like okay de-exaggerate yeah. no no that's fine de-exaggerate is the word how much time roughly would you say that you weren't actually playing music um, probably like three years oh, yeah yeah that's quite a bit of time yeah what were, what were you doing during those three years so um, what was I doing? Um, I moved back up to my hometown and uh, was delving into the new record. Lost all of the ma- like, computer crashed. Mm. Um, got a little discouraged. Yeah. Went on to visual arts, which I do. Like I just painted for a year. You just you're then, like, all right, I'm, like, I'm done this. with music. Yeah, I'm for done now. with this. Let's yeah. pull out the paints. And then um, I. Uh, and then my dad suffered a major. He suffered a stroke, and he be he was hemiplegic. He was paralyzed on his right side. He still is. But um, he I helped him with his recovery. My mom still was working full time. So um, I helped bridge the gap with the caregiving between then and yeah. then when she could finally retire. So it was a good year and a half, two years, though, where I was uh, kind of just in that mode of nothing else matters except for this person's recovery. For life. Yeah. yeah. So that... But then within that also is where the mu- where I needed music most. So it was like I started making music for my own sanity, mm-hmm. just uh, playing like playing my keys and stuff. Nothing land of talk. Nothing like in terms of like a a composition. Just sort of more improvisational stuff. Just, just kind of like therapeutic, like music therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And then would record some of those and uh, play them for my dad. And he uh, that was the one thing he could really respond to. That's the one mm-hmm. thing you could see a nice reaction to was music. When all else failed, so I think that's kind of what reignited the uh, my relationship with music and realizing how I needed to do it for myself. Yeah. And then there was also like a whole bunch of people that I had shared music with beforehand that were kind of wondering, like, "Hey, what's up?" Then there's kind of a, a band too, or a group of musicians that you're playing with that all yeah. of a sudden you're kind of leaving them in the lurch, right? Oh no, 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 no. God no, no, I know. <laughs> These guys were just busy. Like, okay. I have to like book them like months in advance. No, no, no. There's not a there's not a, a group of four people who can't suddenly feed their family because oh, you're not. Oh gosh, no, 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 no. I'm the only one who can't feed my family. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, nobody was left in the lurch. Um, I think it was kind of just a natural. I just sort of did what I think a lot of artists and creative people do, which is like sometimes you just go away get re-inspired yeah. and sometimes what re-inspires you is like heartache or just reality or shit hitting the fan or so that's what happened and then i just kind of it seems like a natural going back into the back into things did you have more of a process or like a schedule before that in terms of releasing records nope you had a batch of songs ready and then it was time to put a record out it's it's i'm a i'm not very prolific it takes yeah. me um like it takes me like a couple years just to like get all the songs out and then it probably takes another year just like so i think sometimes my natural just tendency is to take about a couple years anyway to get stuff out what did you lose then exactly on that hard drive there are some songs like some parts of songs that i could remember and that i had on voice memos like on my phone and stuff Mm. 
So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the new record, but there's a song called uh, World Made. Mm -hmm. And the chorus was was like a, a whole verse, like as like a whole riff and a whole verse that I was playing for a song that is now, you know, never to be. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's what, just in the ether yeah, yeah, or yeah, wherever yeah. songs go. In the river yeah. or the cloud. <laughs> yeah. um, if it was in the cloud, you'd be okay. I'm just kidding. You'd have it backed up somewhere. Yeah, it's in the black hole. Yeah. But you essentially had an album of songs yeah. together on there. I had, like an, I had an album of demos on there. Okay. And then usually what happens is then I take the demos out and we flush them out with the band. But yeah. yeah. An album's worth of lo-fi solo demo. Yeah. This was just stuff that you had been recording over an extended period of time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then once it's once it's gone, it's gone? That's uh, that's the Powell style. I'm just like, well, it's yeah. gone. Like, pretty defeatist. So you know? you... <laughs> I'm like, it's, meant, it's not meant to be. I assume you take the computer, you try to see if there's somebody in the world who can recover this information. Yep, and it's just dead. And then what's the rest of your week look like after that happens? I just kind of quietly walked away from it and yeah. then um, started doing um, like renovations and construction and then started working at a bakery and then, you know, like... Did you attempt to rewrite them or re-record them? No, I can't. I, it's weird. Like once the writing, like I need to be, like right now I'm in a writing process um, and I kind of just have to capture it all while it's happening. Yeah. I'm not really re-inspired to go back and relearn. Like I, I don't... I don't know. I don't feel like I feel like I I can't try and reimagine or recreate yeah. what was initially. Do you know what I mean? Like to try and recreate it, I I can't do it. But but you know, I'm when, not, like I suspect that when you have a group of songs together, there are a few that you feel really particularly strong about. Yeah, I just can't replay. Like yeah. I, the way I play sometimes is I'll detune my guitar, play in a totally different tuning. Yeah, won't write the tuning down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and then I'll layer a bunch of stuff. I'll do awesome like MIDI guitar solos on GarageBand. Like, so I guess um, I guess we need to know my process. So it's kind of just like improv. So to try and like recreate improv, you're not like making it easy on yourself when you actually have to go out and play them live. I don't know. Or, no, or... and then that's just the beginning process. And okay. then once you get into the studio and then you're showing other people, it sort of it gets refined and refined and refined. Yeah. And then... you, you I don't do know. You to... do a lot of interviews. Is this a, have you heard of other people's processes? And do not, they, does this sound not like... Not quite like that. Yeah, that's I'm That's a little curious. bit different. I just, just it? from the standpoint of like you have to, you have to recreate it so many times. You, you have this demo, but then you have to go back in the studio and then play it for people, re-record it there. Yeah. And then you have to figure out how you're going to reinterpret it every time you play it live. So there's a certain amount of going back to the well and in a way if you're putting this strange tuning you're not familiar with and these other effects it must be really hard to recapture whatever it is you, you put down on tape in the first place i think that um well, i know that the initial process is going to be just like experimental and getting yeah. it all out there and that's where all the good stuff that's where all the good stuff is and then once you go in the studio you glean that stuff yeah. and in that process in my mind that's when i start to lock it in and go okay this actually i see a pattern here this actually is in the same similar tuning to these three other songs. All I do is like detune one guitar just by like a semi, you know, and then I'll, f I kind of cluster them in that area and then I write it all down and then all the tunings are on the back of my guitar. This is like a math problem. Oh, or a math solution. Yeah. The end result is the solution. Yeah. I feel like I'm like twisting your brain here. Yeah. Like, well, don't it, think about it. It's just music. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm talking to you about it. We have, <laughs> I have to think about it now. I mean, I guess you really have to have this sort of the right group of musicians together yeah. in order for them to really yes, yes, yes. figure that out. It's all just by ear. Yeah. yeah. They, I just, I don't know. I guess we, I work with people. We just kind of have this unspoken. Okay. We're very intuitive. Bucky and I are like 
I don't know, cut from the same cloth. Like, yeah. We don't even need to like communicate vo- verbally a lot of the times. I can just kind of like the way I'm moving when I'm playing and the way I, I can hear what he's doing, we kind of play off each other. And then um, sometimes, um, that's not to say that like, Sometimes I don't have to get in there and be like, no, I think you need the root. Like, I try to get technical, but I'm self-taught, and I don't really yeah. know what the musical, like, technical terms are, but um, it works. Do you feel like there's anything good that came out of the fact that you had to scrap all that you were working on? Yes. I, like, embraced stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's gone. I, like, somehow, I just have to, em- I just embraced it. I was like, okay, good. Then it wasn't meant to be. Did you feel like it made the songs a little bit more precious the second time around? Maybe, and maybe, like, it was an opportunity for um, a second stab at, like, like who knows? I could have been, like, maybe, um, like, this time. I'm sure that I was playing around with, like, that, that, yeah. that color of, like, those chords. And I feel like maybe this time is, like, the second incarnate. Like, it's actually, like, it's like a yeah. tangential, like, ver- a version or, like of something that would like a would have been song you know what i mean yeah. like it's so maybe in that way it kind of improved you know you want to think that if, if a song is really great or if a hook is really great that there's It'll something there, about right? it that's just going to i still get yeah like yeah i sometimes now even when i'm like deleting voice i have like so much stuff and i'll listen to it and i'll be like i actually don't even need to listen to that any i can delete it and it'll still be in my like, yeah it's really good it'll stay you know what I mean? Like, yes, you were, you were on my mind. That's the opening yeah. line of the... Yeah, That was just, like, it just, like, kept hitting me over the head. And, like, that whole melody was there. Whether I didn't even record it for initially. Like, I just knew. It just was, like, an earworm for me. So I didn't need... So it's weird. Yeah, it's true. Like, the, the good ideas should fight them. But, yeah. Yeah. And that really came together as a lyric and melody all at once? Yeah, like... I was thinking, I was on Facebook the other day, and I realized, well, today, all days, but, like, the other day, I was like, oh, I think Facebook might have prompted, what do they say? They're like, tell us what's on your mind, yeah. or, like, who in the knows? Little di- in the little dialogue box. Yeah, where is it? It's that's like, trying to prompt you? Yeah. And, like, I'm like, that huh. could have been, you know, like, you never know, I go, go walk my dogs, and I could have been yeah. like, yes, you were, you were on my mind. Yeah, where is it? What's on your mind? Yeah. Writing a hit pop song, maybe? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, me... I, because then I was just reading that, and I was like, what's on your mind? Like, yeah. yeah. And then I started singing the song. I'm like, does that maybe what prompted it? Just kind of subconsciously, I was... So I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, that's... Yeah. It's just kind of sometimes a little ditty that comes in my head, or I, or I wake up singing. Like, I just wake up, and it's all there. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Sometimes when it's that forceful, yeah. then I know, like, okay, that's good. That's a song. That's... I have, like, three of them right now that I know are, like, I don't really even need to, like, record them, or I could just probably play them for you have three songs just bouncing around just right right now now. yeah yeah so i know i could do that but then the rest of the album is then those take a little bit more effort to kind of and that's good every song is different one of the upsides of being like a a musician or at least just a freelancer in general you know is obviously that you get to make your own hours but at the same time when you're in a creative field like that you're never really fully off the clock right never it's crazy yeah Yeah. what's that when something like that happens and it hits you you just you grab your phone like, you sing into it yeah until and i then, can get to like yeah. a better situation yeah when i think about a song that i really like you know the last time that i listened to it i can almost sort of picture where i was yeah totally right but in a way it sounds like these are th- these things are maybe a little bit more abstract that you don't really know where they're coming from or can you oh, i'm thinking as i'm like thinking yeah. of like me listening to other people's music well, I know, yeah, that's totally what, as the what, creator saying, i get it yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Sorry, as, I was as a consumer here. absolutely I was right putting myself in your yeah yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. um yeah, these come from I don't know where. Did I hear this on a commercial? Like, 
And you have to, oh, and then yeah. I have to like play it for my friends and be like, is this like the like car dealership jingle for my, you yeah. know what I mean? But even Lori said something about, um, there's, we have a song called Hardcore. It's like, it's harder, harder than just that melody. And then she was like, oh, that sounds like it's like nineties pop sort of pass it, just like a little yeah. bit of a run. And I thought like, well, that's actually cool. That's like an, oh, that's like a nice tip of the hat sure. to like, but I just, it's funny what other people, and it's music, so it's like a universal yeah. language, and we're all kind of pulling from stuff. But I do worry sometimes that I'm like, oh, gosh, is this already something? But I've heard that a lot of people feel, like a lot of writers and musicians feel that way. And so far, I haven't been accused of. I don't want to say there are a limited number of chords, but like maybe there are a relatively limited number of chord progressions, the chances right? that like you're you going to. Do, yeah. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. yeah. If you really don't know where the, the bits and pieces of the songs are coming from, that in a sense... Do you not really know what the songs are about? So then it's more of like the um, the music and the melody is the what comes to me from I yeah. don't know where. The, the lyrics, that was like the yes you were. That was just okay. like what? That was an anomaly. Well, so, and sometimes it comes from hearing people talk or like mishearing something that somebody said or like headlines that are out of something that I find poetic that nobody else would. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't even know. I can't think of an example right now, but... um. Oh, like a, a sports, like on the sports page. Yeah. And you like watch somebody, like, I think I saw somebody like spilled coffee on a newspaper and then it just said a rare soft goal. And then I kind of wrote goal time, it was from the last record. And I ended up writing a song called Goal Time Exposure, which somehow like remind, because of that thing of uh, like hockey and sports and stuff. And then I was remembering like taking a nap on my dad's stomach when I used to be a kid and I used to hear the hockey game in my like one ear and then the side of the ear that was like on his stomach I could like hear all his like yeah the, the meal yeah. being digested you know like his like heart beating and like his, <laughs> his stomach sound and stuff. doing their job yeah it's so it's very like I'm ne- it's never a literal narrative linear no. kind of thing I'm always just pulling from like memories and it's all very um to me, even it's very dream state. Like it's it's abstract and uh, kind of like these amorphous kind of blobs of. I can't yeah. explain it. That's why I write music. I swear. <laughs> like I, that's it. Like, yeah. I, I I don't have a. I probably have expressive aphasia. Like I don't. I just that's how I write. So you got hockey, and then you've got your dad's insides right? coming and together. Like, and like you look at a song like that when all all said and done, and it's written and put together. Can you explain what it's about? I can never explain it. I can just, when I'm playing the songs, I'm like, I know this. Like, I know. Yeah. I know what this is triggering for me. I know this imagery for me. The writing is all really personal for me. It would be like if I showed you, like, my diary. Like, it, you wouldn't necessarily understand what, you know what I mean? But yeah. you could still appreciate it for, on your own level. I hear people, like, I'm only now starting to understand now with, like, social media and people, like, listeners can actually write to me and tell me how the songs make them feel or they can explain to me, almost how I can't explain my own music. It's the same kind of thing. It's like an inexplicable. It's like the ineffable. I don't know. And now I just sound like an asshole. Do you find that they're pretty spot on on their interpretations or their feelings about things? That they're hitting on what you were going for? Um, I feel like it's spot on if they're reaching out to me and saying thank you and help me get through a yeah. hard time. And I'm like, boom. Yeah. Then that worked for me. Like, that's all I use music for. <laughs> like, helping me. It's like a tool. It's like... Either yeah. like it helps me, we, we socialize with it. As soon as music comes on, we can dance, we feel everybody. Like I need it when I'm feeling solitary. I need it to like meditate on. I need music. Like, so if people are responding to it in an open way, 
it's almost better for me if people just interpret it as their own, like the whole death yeah. of the artist thing. It's the death of the artist. It must be fun, though, hearing people tell you what they think things are about. Um, sometimes it's, sometimes it's really heavy because yeah. sometimes the songs that people really respond to are the really heavy songs that I respond really heavily yeah. to, emo- like they're really emotive. So sometimes people are like moved and then you know what can move people, like the loss of some, you know, like yeah. when people are going through really hard times, it's usually because they're grieving or they're going through like it's mental health issues, addictions, like all that. Like it's usually like because you're, you feel isolated and music's the only thing that's connecting you. So I sometimes feel like that's, a really intense thing. Sometimes it can be too intense for me. Feel like, based on the music that you do, that people have the tendencies to sometimes unload those feelings on you. I don't want to say unload because I don't want to sound like I don't. But, I, but I, kind I, of unburden themselves. Yeah, like if any, I, I feel like sometimes I feel like if I'm not like after the show or something, and if I'm carrying on and having yeah. fun and being gregarious, or and I'm in an uh, um, kind of a more elevated mood. Yeah. Then I find sometimes I'm the one who's being inappropriate or there's an incongruence. Like when these people are coming to me with their stories about, or like a letter they've written me or something where they're sharing something. There's a, there's a big spectrum. And sometimes if you're only zeroing in on like the one aspect of like the heaviness of the song or something, I, I feel like that's not the only side. Like Land of Talk also has lots of other like more energetic and like political and kind of like forward moving post punk. Like there's a lot of other songs that I'm sure people really enjoy also but they're not those people who are going to come up to me and say we really rocked out to your song like it's usually the people that have been hurt or that are hurting and so with those people i always feel like i want to be the most sensitive but sometimes after a show isn't the right time to do it you're on a high you just played a show or i'm exhausted or yeah. i'm not there or, I, or i'm hungry or something and I, and I sometimes just feel like oh man i wish i could yeah i wish i could hear your whole story but at the same time i can't right now like those are really heavy stories the new album it's it, it does seem pretty poppy and pretty upbeat for the most part yeah you yourself were going through some heavy shit while you were making oh it. my gosh yeah exactly yeah i think that was the point the the it was for me it was it was supposed to be to elevate massage like elevate yeah. my mood and help out my dad maybe not upbeat is the word i think maybe more like meditative or more vibe like yeah yeah i mean you know but it's, yeah, it's like, poppy in points and that's that's because that was the kind of music that you were playing for him. Yeah, that's the kind of music he was like responding to. Like yeah. this time, he really like inner lover, just with like the keys and like the warbly keys, and then the I think that was like almost like lullaby. He had never heard any, me do anything like that too, so he really really loved that. And he was a big fan of um like Portishead and Morchiba. Like back in the day, yeah, like, trip hop, trip hop. He yeah. loved that. Um, so I think he really loved that aspect of it too. Each one of them, you can go back to that place in time. Yeah, because we actually stuck pretty close to the. We called it demoitis. We're like, oh, do we have demoitis? I'm like, no, I think that just means that like the demos were good and we're doing. Like, yeah. So yeah, they're actually pretty, actually very close. Yeah. Yeah, everything fell apart then. So like I was dealing with like this, my father's stroke, which also was like. Yeah, so that was tough, and then that also would cause the dissolution of a relationship. Like everything kind of fell, everything yeah, no, fell no. apart. That's how life works. I right? find exactly. like everything like happens in falls apart at the same baker's time. Baker's dozens. Yeah, <laughs> like so, so that yeah, it was a very existential, existential kind of like, what are we doing here? Yeah. How do we, how do you cope? How do you be alone? How do you love yourself? How do you be all right with things? Mm-hmm. You must have also been keeping it upbeat for yourself, too. I mean, or else 
Or else you, you, yeah. you tend to wallow too much. Yeah, that's a thing. And I was also like using it as, yes, I was using it as like, when, these songs are going to bring me out of this yeah. chapter and these songs will be played for other, yes, it was sort of like a self-fulfilling, pro- like I was putting that out there, like make them more. Yeah, it sounds like in every single respect, I mean, in the very literal, literal respect of you lost the album, but all of these other things, everything was kind of given a, a clean break and a fresh start in your life in general do you feel like that that's made this a really different record of songs than anyone you've created in the past yeah it definitely feels different i, yeah. I know yes it does it feels way different how so it's more like fervor i don't know it's more about how i it's more about my delivery yeah. of them or how i um the energy uh yeah my motivate my my intention yeah i guess is uh there's a song that didn't make it on the record and it's the one that like steve shelley and like sal Maida like made played when i was wow. like, at water music with john agnello yeah and it was just a basher and we banged it out and it was like a punk song yeah. and it was all about like moving you're forward. doing that you're doing the hardcore thing with your yeah, the, henry awesome. rollins mic yes. placement right now it was so rad and uh i was also thinking that would be on the album it's, yeah. it's gonna come out at some point it has to um moving forward looking onward all about and it was kind of about connectivity and uh connecting with like just like everybody band together move yeah. forward there's something more like um, we'll get through this if we kind of and yeah um yeah like reach reaching out it was a lot it's just like so yeah for this album i do feel like and i think in this time i do say um it's not a need nor a want living with his hands out i'm just thinking of like i don't know i don't know that just that image of open to your fellow human beings yeah. and open to life and open to the experience and i don't know if that's sounding too open-ended <laughs> but um like let's do this it was just yeah. kind of like we got this let's do this i got you this is gonna work i don't know instead of and more about out it was more about an outward and less about inward like i felt like this album wasn't about my personal experience it was more about like resilient human like the resiliency of the human spirit and grit and like how do we how do we come back from like like how do we put ourselves back together and mm. oh we need we need each other the illustration of on our merch is sort of in an image sums it up it's um, two people in an embrace just like just a line drawing of two people hugging yeah that's kind of the uh, the general vibe that was never there before on other records the other records were i think a lot were very much my own personal not brooding but like more of a, a personal yeah perspective and now i'm kind of more concerned with the rest of the world it must make it more fun to play right yeah Yeah. and i just feel like if i'm going through this everybody like obviously people go through way worse like i just was thinking about like what happens when stuff happens to us and like what do we do who do we look to who do we talk to like other people it's just kind of like it this record kind of brought me back out of my shell i think i was in a shell and now i'm out of it the idea of openness is is interesting because it sounds like on a whole you're somebody who these these bits and pieces these ideas of songs come pretty easily to for the most part like you almost can't avoid it but it's it's this psychology is uh, like the human brain is interesting in that um something kind of bad and traumatic happens and that kind of shut itself off for a little while right it's It's just sort of went away but now yeah all of a sudden, it, you were hanging with your dad and it came flooding back? I think maybe also, like, when you see how it can affect somebody else. Like, yeah. I think watching somebody else be positively affected. Like, feeling useful again. Like, realizing, like, yeah. oh, that actually can help, like, whatever yeah. is coming out of my brain. However, I'm processing this and, like, the byproduct of, like, my process is actually causing like it's actually yeah. give it's actually helping it's so i think in that way i was like oh 
okay. Like, I think before there was a bit of guilt, maybe an embarrassment about being um, an artist. Sometimes you feel like it's yeah. very self-indulgent, it's selfish, and somehow watching the way the music, just the music started working in a different way for me, and I saw it from a different perspective, and I saw how it made my dad feel. I could see, I could actually, phys- I saw his eyes light up, and I just thought, oh, man, okay, like, I got it, I got this, I can... Maybe this can work. The thing about the album creation process is, you know, you work on these songs for a long time. You go and you record them. There's that period of time before they come out. So you don't, you don't get that immediate feedback. You don't yeah. really know how a song you're working on is going to impact somebody. Yeah. And I also realized, like, I wouldn't have had that feedback. I wouldn't have been spending that much time with my dad. Like, my dad has dope taste in music, too. Like, Pointer <laughs> Sisters, yeah. Neil Young. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That actually, and he, we're, t- like, he's my bud. Like, yeah. we're best friends so uh and like philosophical buddies and poet like he I, he know like creatively i res- i respect his i respect him creatively so i actually thought it was I, he never would have heard the first demos had i still been in montreal and making the record on my own i just thought it was kind of a neat it was maybe somebody else would have heard the demos who like i don't know whoever you know like my boyfriend at the time or my friends who are in the music scene it was just i thought that was also a neat treat to have somebody who's like i used to play my first songs for him when i was like 13 so i'd come downstairs and like play them so that was a really neat kind of full circle yeah. thing do you feel like because of the time that you had off and the, and the time away from music that you're now creating and they're coming to you at a faster rate than ever before yeah actually. Yeah. Yeah, to the point where it's a little bit of a problem right now. Like even because I've just been in, have, I've just been in composition mode. Like after the war on drugs tour too. Yes, yeah. so, I was so amazing, so inspired every night just watching their set. Like I'm in love with that album. Yeah. They're like a deeper understanding. I run every morning to it too, so it's it's in me. Like and yeah. so I just got hyper inspired yeah. um, and came right out of that tour. It was already inspired before that tour. Came out of it even more so. I've been writing, 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 and then even for like the rehearsals the past couple of days for this set, for this these two shows, I was kind of like, like I was having trouble. Like I would just be playing the new song sometimes, yeah. like instead of the set, or like playing the wrong chord in a song I've played ten, like for ten years. I would just like play the chorus of a new song because it's just like in the forefront of my mind. It's better than the opposite problem. Oh, totally. Yes. Not having any ideas, yeah. yeah. But then I also think like when you're not having any ideas, that's great. Don't try to like it's there for a reason. Like, yeah, safe to say that it's not going to be another five years before seven years. Well, like, like here I say that, and then who yeah. knows? Me, you know, with my like, I might go surfing. No, just kidding. I want it to come out now. Like I'm like, okay, I have my Tascam four track at home still. I could dust that off, just do a quickie little recording of a solo. Like get these songs out just so I can like enjoy my Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> but yeah. um There'll be a new record sooner than the last time. There you go. That was Elizabeth Powell of Land of Talk. Recorded that one backstage at Brooklyn Steel, which is becoming a more and more frequent occurrence on the show. Really enjoyed that conversation and her new record, Life After Youth, which came out on Saddle Creek Records in May of last year. Thanks to her for taking the time to do that. Thanks to Hector for helping set up that conversation. Thanks to you guys, as always, for listening to the program. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. You can shoot us a line. It's rlcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first best place to get all of your RIYL-related information. Like us on Facebook, uh, and please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and stick around because we'll be back just about this time next week with another episode of RIYL.